Hello, friends, and welcome back to day two of our three-day series or our training, whatever you'd like to call it. First of all, man, I just loved seeing all of you guys play all in yesterday, all the tags, all the private messages, sharing with your promise, seeing all these things, they really light me up and it really helps me bring the energy when I know that you guys are excited and you're learning things. So please, 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 pretty please keep those up. Cool fact, we have over a hundred people and counting signed up for this challenge. And there's people who are listening to the podcast as well that are not actually signed up. So if you are listening and you've just magically stumbled upon the podcast, make sure you grab the workbook in the comment section because the homework is where you implement. Anywho, if you are just tuning in today and you're like, training, what? Make sure you go back and you listen to our very first training about scarcity and abundance mindset because there is a unique way in how I teach and each lesson builds on each lesson. So make sure you go back. So maybe push pause and head back and listen to the first one. Okay, so couple things. As you're listening to the training today, because I just love seeing all the tags and it makes me feel like I'm not talking to just myself. As you're listening today, if you hear a gold nugget and you're like, oh yeah, that totally resonated with me, feel free to write it down and tag me in your stories or private message me, whatever you feel comfortable with. But I just love to hear that what I'm teaching lands with somebody and helps you in some way. So please, please, please let me know uh, if any of this is working for you, if you're enjoying it, um, all the good stuff. Okay, so let's just do a quick little recap about yesterday. Did you get your homework done? The teacher in me obviously has to ask that. (laughs) And if you don't, no big deal. You can still listen to the training. But I highly recommend that you carve some time out into your day to make sure you do the homework. Because like you've already heard me say a million times, knowledge is only one piece. The implementation is where the magic happens. So as you were listening to the podcast, I got some messages people telling me they listen to it several times, which is awesome. I often do that too, especially when I'm learning something new, because you always hear something the second time around that you didn't hear the first time, right? And as you're learning more about yourself, things just land differently um, as you really dive in and do this work. So were you able to identify some thoughts that might be holding you back and keeping you in this scarcity mindset? Um, were you able to identify some thinking patterns that you're like, man, I had no idea, um, that I was thinking that way. And I had somebody reach out and go, holy shit, I had no idea, but that's the whole point. This is fantastic, right? So as you are learning all these things, like pat yourself on the back as you go through it, that is so cool. Um, but before we do dive into today's lesson, I do want to kind of circle back to yesterday just for a second because there's some things that I want to make really clear. Obviously, there's no way that I can touch on everything about scarcity mindset and abundance mindset in a three-day training. So I want you to remember that all of this work that we're doing, the goal isn't to eliminate the scarcity mindset. The goal is to shift it. And I want you to think, okay, I'm going to age myself now. But you know, back in the day when you had like your CD player, right? And it's like a soundtrack or even going back like your cassette tapes, right? And it was back and you had your your stereo and all these things and your mom would yell at you, turn down the noise. You would actually turn down the volume. 
I want you to think about your scarcity mindset as a soundtrack. And instead of trying to just push stop and turn it off, because we all know that if your mom yelled at you to turn off the music, if you turn it off, you turn it right back on. You can still listen to the music lower. And I want you to get into the habit of not trying to eliminate it. Um, think of your, your soundtracks as your scarcity mindset. And this just helps people get behind this homework a little bit more and makes it more tangible. So in, I want you to focus on turning down your scarcity mindset and turning up the volume on the abundance. And the whole idea here is progress over perfection. So many times when people dive into this work, they feel they need to go cookie cutter. They feel that everything that I say you have to apply, that's not the case. I want you to take what works for you and forget the rest. Always strive for progress over perfection. Also, I really want to just really focus on this one thing because I do talk about this throughout this workshop is I want to talk about the difference between somebody's reality and excuses. Sometimes you hear in the coaching world, you're making excuses for yourself, right? And don't get me wrong. There are so many times when there is indeed, myself included, times when we are making excuses for ourselves. Thank you, brain. But other times there are legit reasons why you cannot do something, right? Um, And I want you to honor what's true for you. I don't want you to leave this feeling that um, you need to have all the answers and you have to do things a certain way. And Gina said this, so I need to make sure this happens. No, I do want you to be able to think for yourself as well. And I really want you to be able to assess your own situation and figure out what you need and honor things that are real for you. But I also want you to challenge any thoughts that come around when you are making a decision. And what I do ask you to do is if you do have a legit reason of why you can't do something, I want you to focus on something called a one millimeter shift. If you can change your situation or improve your situation by one millimeter, that is amazing. A lot of times people say, well, a millimeter, Gina, that's nothing. But here's the thing. A millimeter could be small steps like reading five pages. A millimeter could be doing a 10 minute walk every day. A millimeter could be, I'm going to sit down and journal for five minutes every day. I'm going to dribble basketball for five minutes every day. These are one millimeter shifts. And if you consistently show up to a one millimeter shift, your situation will improve. So I want you to hold on to this one millimeter shift idea. And once again, this is a Tony Robbins thing where when uh, I attended his uh, live trainings and did his coaching certificates, he always talks about these one millimeter shifts. These one thing, this one little millimeter change that you can make and then see the difference that comes with those one millimeter shifts. Full transparency, okay? So as as we move forward back into the lesson, and kind of refocus back on scarcity. I know the idea is progress over perfection and you wanna make these one one millimeter shifts to improve, to move closer to the abundance mindset. And I know I've already said that you're always going to feel feelings of scarcity at different times. I still feel them. When I'm challenged, when I'm getting ready to go to a new level, when I'm getting uncomfortable, when I maybe sometimes I might even let the things that keep me in, in an abundant mindset slip. Like I do go back in scarcity, right? 
And it's once again, focusing on this progress over perfection and giving yourself permission for this to be a little bit messy as you navigate it. It takes time. It takes trial and error. Sometimes it takes for things to not work out to show you how it does need to work out. No journey is going to be alike. So just keep that in mind as you navigate it. And I really want you to stop, though, because I want to go back to our homework from yesterday. And I want you to ponder on a certain question. And it wasn't your homework. So if you did your homework, then you would know where this is coming from. But I want you to come back to it. And I really want you to give some time to this answer. And if you didn't have time, maybe you can push pause and answer this and just really sit with it. Because these questions are really powerful to help you make these shifts. But the question in the homework was, how do you show up differently in an abundant mindset in both your life and your business? Then I have some extra questions that I want you to really dive into that's not in your homework that I wanted to talk on the call today. And the first one is, what kind of action does someone in an abundant mindset take? How do they handle hurdles? How do they deal with conflict? And on the flip side, just pay attention to how does somebody in a scarcity mindset show up in their life and business? So I want you to follow this equation, if you will. I want you to think belief, action, result. It's like a domino effect, right? Your belief affects your action and then your action affects your result. And I'm going to give you a little glimpse of how I, me, my individual experience of how I show up if I am in a scarcity mindset, the action that follows the result that matches it. And maybe you can see some similarities in the way you show up, or maybe it's totally different. Just pay attention to what comes up for you. So here's some things that come up for me. If I am in a scarcity mindset and I'm focusing on lack, I'll think that people don't like my content. That's the thought, right? That's the belief. The action is then I don't put the content out into the world. The result is my business, it doesn't grow. Another example of how I show up in a scarce mindset is if I'm in this mindset, I compare myself to other women. I think they might be competition. Then the action is I get judgy. And then the result is I might miss out on amazing collaborations and I waste so much energy focusing on something that's not going to make me grow. And then the extra result is my business suffers. And so does my relationships, right? Another way that... I represent in scarcity is I feel if for some reason I feel I can't invest in myself and my business, then the action is I continue trying to do it all myself, doing things over and over, over and not moving forward. And then the result is I get frustrated and I think I'm not cut out for this. My business suffers and then I fall into a belief that I'm not made for this, right? The flip side, the side where I try to live in most often Um, is in the abundant mindset, if my belief is everything is working out for me. What follows that, the action, is even if I'm scared, I look for that lesson. I look for the message. The result, I don't quit and my business grows. If I'm thinking other people are not my competition, the only competition I have is me, then that's my belief. The action is I focus on what I can control My energy is directed to my work in a really creative and expansive way. The result is I get what I want. I work on my goals. My business grows. So even if you have this to take a moment and pause the training, I want you to reflect on these questions 
and ask you, how do you show up? Because we want to be able to recognize our patterns. And we need to be able to recognize when we are acting from this scarcity mindset and when we're acting from this abundant mindset. And we want to know how it feels. So take a moment if you need to, or even after the training, and ask yourself what that looks like from you. What thoughts are holding you back from taking action? And just analyze the action and result that kind of matches that belief. And there is a section in your homework this week that's going to guide you on that further explanation. So if this was a mouthful, you're like, oh shit, what did she ask me to do again? I got you. It's in your homework. So now let's ensure that when this mindset comes up, because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need these tools. You would be naive to think that you are never going to be in a scarcity mindset. If you are constantly in an abundant mindset, I would even argue to say you're not challenging yourself enough. Um, So I want you to be able to handle this when it comes up. So taking the two things that we decided yesterday that you were going to work on that resonated most with you, bring them over to today, bring them to your forefront and just keep in mind what they are as we dive into the uh, meat and potatoes of the workshop today. So the good news is and the cool thing is about today's training is that when I share how we turn up the volume on, on this abundance mindset, there isn't going to be any like, oh shit, I didn't see that coming. But as always, knowing is the first step. The implementation is where the magic comes. I hear all the time, oh yeah, I know that already. And my question is, well, are you implementing? Nine chances out of 10, people are not implementing the things that they need to do. And the kicker with all of this is that Every single person wants an abundant mindset, right? If I asked everybody on this call right now, who wants an abundant mindset? Every single person, if I could see your hands, would raise your hand and say, oh yeah, absolutely me. But here's where the missing piece is, is that people do not want to do the work to make the change. It's easier to stay where you are than commit to doing the work And the consistency that comes with that, right? So, and the other big thing is, once again, these are one millimeter shifts. This is not big things, but whatever it is we're doing, we have to lean into consistency because if we want to change things, we need repetition, we need consistency. That's how we have created the beliefs that we have today. However old you are, if you're just starting to do this mindset, so, you know, I'm getting closer to 40 now, but I started this work in my early 30s. Actually, I think I was 29 when I started to do this work. Um, And I had 29 years of unlearning to do. I had 29 years of practicing beliefs that didn't serve me. So I think sometimes in this instant gratification world, we're in a hurry and we want it yesterday. But I want you to really accept and understand that this takes work, but it is worth it. I'm going to say it again. It takes work, but it is worth it. So up to now, we understand now that there are things that we need to do, but we have to really get consistent and change the thoughts that we think daily. And we have to take the ownership in that. So we have three layers of identity. And if you haven't read the book, Atomic Habits, I highly recommend that after this training is over, you order the book. I guarantee you, you will learn so much about the habits that you need to be successful according to your goals and desires. Now, your definition of success is totally up to you, but whatever your definition of success is, 
if you don't already have it, is going to take consistency and creating new habits for you to get it. Your reality right now when you stop and look around was created by the thoughts and habits that you currently have. So if you want something different in the future, you have to create new beliefs, thoughts, and habits if you want to create something different. So the three layers of identity are outcomes, processes, and identity. I'm saying those really slow (laughs) because when I try to say them fast, it sounds like... So your outcomes, though, that's like your, your end result. So your outcome is you want to have an abundant mindset. You want to have a successful business. Maybe you want to have a podcast. Maybe you want to hire that mentor. Maybe you're ready to go all in because you've been playing small sometimes. The process or the habits is what's going to get you there. Most people either focus on this is what I want. I'm going to focus on the habits but then they don't create the identity to help them maintain the habits and create the outcomes. We've been taught to be outcome oriented and we've been taught to look at habits. The, uh, the big piece is that you have to create an identity that is going to support your outcomes and process if you want to see long lasting changes. January is coming up. A lot of people will set New Year's resolutions. They will start the habits that support their outcome and then they drop the ball because they haven't done the inner work around identity. We need to change that, right? So we wanna really peel back and look at what identity you currently have that's creating your current outcome. And this is where the magic lies. And in my group coaching program coming up in January, we focus heavily on how to step into this identity, but I wanted to give you some fundamentals to start this journey so you can have some stepping stones and actionable items to actually start changing that identity right now. So your identity is who you are. It's what you believe to be true. It's what you believe you're capable of. And sometimes we need to bore the beliefs of our future self, and we need to act from a space of the version of yourself already reaching your goal but it's essentially what you believe to be true, right? So for me, when I don't feel abundant or when I'm starting to slip in that scarcity mindset, I do a lot of self-coaching. And the self-coaching kind of looks like this. What would Gina, who already feels abundant, do? Sometimes we have to take action first and then our feelings come and then that's where we have the change right so I go well Gina who is abundant she would show up even if she doesn't want to Gina who is abundant would practice the rituals that are going to help solidify this mindset Gina who is abundant would invest in her and her business Gina who is already abundant would look for solutions instead of focusing on the problem Gina who is already abundant um, I don't know would make decisions that foster growth in my business Uh, Gina would put content out and not let the metrics be the only main indicator of success because we all do that from time to time. So we keep stepping into this new energy and this new expanded version of yourself. It's kind of like fake it till you make it, but it's more tapping into the energy of what you want according to your values. So to really establish a new identity, it isn't just something that we just do every once in a while. Anybody who is really good at something usually practices that skill over and over. I'll tell you a quick little story because usually I'm a big storyteller and I haven't been doing a lot of storytelling because I'm like, gotta give them all the good stuff. But I remember uh, several years ago, I play on a football team and we didn't have a quarterback. 
And the way that we figured out who the quarterback would be is we all lined up on this black line and Dwayne, my husband, he was our coach. He said, okay, everybody throw the ball. The person who threw the ball the furthest was the quarterback. That was me. I sucked as a quarterback. How did you think I got better at becoming a quarterback? I practiced it. I immersed myself in it. I created an identity around mindset about what I could do rather than not focusing on what I couldn't. Anything that you see somebody doing really well, they have practiced. So I use something called the three R's to really nail down a new habit. It's rituals, repetition, and rewiring. And this is the same formula that I use anytime I need to double down on a habit that I've let slip or create a new one. And if you want to step into this abundant mindset to grow the vision of your life that you want and your, for your business, it's going to take some commitment. So before we dive in and start doing the work, my question to you is how committed are you? How committed are you to the vision of your business? How committed are you to the growth of who you are becoming? Because when things get tough, if you are not committed and you don't have a reason to keep pushing forward, you are going to fall back into your, your basic patterns that you've had, your blueprint. We need to change that, right? And in order to really do that, you have to show up and you have to do the work, but we can use the three R's as tangible tools to really turn up the volume and then changing that underlying soundtrack because are you getting old of that same soundtrack over and over and over telling you you can't do something? Who are you to do this? My business is suffering. Um, I'm, no, I'm not as good as this person, yada, 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 whatever's coming up for you. Aren't you done with it? And if so, then let's just dive into the three R's of how we're really going to do it. And this is the unsexy work. I get it. It's nothing like, oh yeah, woohoo, I'm going to go do this work. It's like, okay, this is what it takes. The sexy work is the results that you're going to get from doing these things. So the first thing that I want to focus on is rituals. And um, in my coaching program coming up, we're going to be focusing on something called morning magic, where we're combining all the tools to fast track the rewiring. Um, but I want to give you some tangible tools again. And before you eye roll and say, I don't have time for routines or I already have one, just check that belief for me just for now. Okay. So I just want to share three of the most effective rituals that I use the most often. The first one is visualization. The second one is affirmations. And the third one is breathing. Visualization is probably one of the most powerful tools that you can use because your brain does not know the difference between a real thought or a thought that you just think. And if you think about, or if you've ever interviewed, or if you ever studied, and I would even encourage you to go and do this when you're done listening to this, go and listen to how Michael Jordan prepares for his game, or go and watch the documentary of Tony Robbins and how he gets ready to, essentially is performing and helping his audience. Most people visualize success. They visualize, they feel it as if it's already happening. They actually prime themselves in a mental state for success. A lot of people will call this woo-woo or whatever, but visualization and seeing things as if they're already happening is huge. Every single morning, I visualize the life that I'm creating. If I'm working in a specific goal, I will visualize and I will feel exactly what that looks like for me. 
A lot of people are like, meh, not for me, but give it a chance. Like seriously, give it a week where you visualize you already having your goal, how that feels, feel in your body, the excitement, who's around you, what impact you're making. Really double down and focus on that. And let's just say that doesn't even come true, which it will. The energy to start your day with that visualization has a ripple effect. You automatically show up different starting the day believing that you can achieve your goals. There's a lot of science behind it as as well. The second thing that I do often is affirmations and journaling. If you want to change your language, which we talked about yesterday, if you want to change what you're thinking, your words matter. I'd say this to my kids all the time. Your words matter but your words to yourself matter even more. And if you are constantly telling yourself over and over and over that you're not good enough, that you can't do this, we have to change the inner dialogue. We think between an average of 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, and most of them are negative because our brain needs to feel safe. We have to intentionally change the thoughts that we're thinking. We're already thinking things. So a lot of people say, Gina, I can't do affirmations. I say, you're already doing them. We're just going to get intentional about them. The third thing is breathing. I could not sit with myself for so long. Therefore, I couldn't identify my blocks. I didn't know where my pain was coming from. I didn't know what I needed to work on. There were so many things I was blocking because I wouldn't sit with myself. Even something as simple as sitting up tall, putting your hand over your belly and taking deep belly breaths for two minutes can dramatically change your day. It can create space for you to actually look at yourself, which we're taught not to do. So I want you to really get clear on those things. And I know I've already said it, but language is so important and it is key. So some things that you can do, some tangible things that you can do to help you step into changing your uh, language is number one, visuals. We talked about environment yesterday. Have things around you to help support this mindset you're creating or to support this business that you're creating or the goal. Affirmations. I have affirmations everywhere and I have two that I'm looking at right now that I'm going to share with you that I read and look at every single day. The first one is, if you want to be responsible, keep your promises to others. If you want to be successful in life, keep your promises to yourself. And then I have a lovely Brene Brown one in front of me. Courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen. So I am very big on words and I'm very big on quotes. So they're all around me. Anytime that I have something that I notice as a block, my affirmations change to help support this new belief that I'm creating. I have alarms in my phone, so several times a day I get those reminders. My passwords match my goals. Um, You know, I have these audio messages. I have one in my Apple phone in the notes section where it's listen when you need a kick in the ass. It's an audio message that I have recorded for myself that I know when I'm having a bad day, I need a little bit of help and that's my reminder. What are you listening to? How much scrolling are you doing? These are all rituals that we're already doing that making these one millimeter shifts can have a huge impact. The second thing that we're going to really double down on is checking your limiting beliefs. What beliefs do you hold about what is possible for you and your business? 
What beliefs can you check and challenge? What beliefs do you really need to start to shift? What belief about your new identity needs to be refocused? You know, are you letting society dictate what's possible for you or are you creating your own definition? Get in the habit of stacking evidence based on what you want, not based on what other people are telling you you should do. Our brain has something called the reticular activating system where based on your subconscious belief, our brain, because it has to scan so much information more than ever before, it actually finds things to support your subconscious belief. I've shared this example before, but before we get a new RAV4, we bought an orange RAV4 and we bought it you know, off the lot. It was something that we always want to do is buy a car off the lot. And before we did it, do you think we saw any RAV4s around? The answer is no. What do you think happened when I bought my RAV4? I saw them everywhere. Now, did everybody go and buy a RAV4 because I did? No, but it was something that I made my brain aware of to focus on. We don't even realize what we're doing. And I joke with my husband all the time. He'll come in and he'll say, Gina, we're so-and-so. I was like, it's in the cupboard. He might think it's in a certain spot. It could be right in front of him, but he misses it because his brain is telling him where it should be. So we have all these shoulds that we really just need to bypass, right? So getting clear and checking those beliefs and checking what we think is possible and creating things that feel good. Number three is where most people fall short. You might be nodding your head and saying, okay, all these things, I can definitely do this. I got this, I got this. But the third thing is action. What do you need to take action on? And I think deep down, you know where you need to take action already. Where have you been settling? Where have you been lying to yourself? Where have you been playing small? I don't know, maybe you have been saying things need to be perfect before you put your business idea out or before you take your business to the next level. Maybe you just need to do that thing that you know you've been kind of avoiding because it scares you shitless. Or maybe you just need to ask for some help or ask for what you want. Maybe you need to hire or outsource something. Maybe you need to invest in yourself because sometimes an abundant mindset is just taking action or creating boundaries. If you have somebody who keeps stepping on those boundaries, maybe you have to do that and that's your action step. Or maybe your action is actually just having a tough conversation with somebody. Or maybe you've had this thing that you've been putting in the back burner that you know you have to do, but you keep coming up with this is an appropriate place for excuses where you've been making excuses of not dealing with a thing or not moving forward from the fear of what others will think or the fear of failure or all the fears that come with doing things that's scary. So I don't know what that thing is for you, but you definitely do. And I bet you you're nodding your head and going, yeah, Gina, you know, I really need to do this for me and my business. I just been putting it on the back burner. I know I just got to peel back the bandaid and just go for it. So... What do you have to do? What is your action steps? (laughs) And sometimes I get it. I do. I do get it. I get that we procrastinate because we don't really know where to start. So in saying that, if you're thinking, oh my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got, oh my Jesus, Gina, what kind of can of worms did you just open? Pick one thing. Pick one thing that's going to move the needle in your business and then create the environment to support that one thing with the three R's that we just talked about. 
So your action items from yesterday, those one or two things that you picked uh, that you felt most compelled to work on. Today, we're going to take action on changing those things. Using the strategy that I just taught you. How can you shift to a more abundant mindset, carrying the things over from yesterday and using the three R's. So before we do uh, dive into the homework a little more, let's just revisit the list of items from yesterday. Some are super simple, you don't need any further explanation, but some you are going to need the three R's to help really bust through them. So to focus on what you want, um, how are you gonna do that? You're gonna need your three R's to really support that one, right? Um, every single day, I write down three things that I'm going to do today that's going to move the needle on my business. And it's me focusing on what I want. If I notice I'm having racing thoughts, I'll do that self-check-in and go, okay, Gina, if you're focusing on all the things that can go wrong, you're inviting more of that in. So let's focus on what can go right and what I want. The language, I just gave you so many things. What are the three R's that can help you change your language? Gratitude, you can include that in your journaling in the morning if you want, um, but you can go and focus on, th- on five things that you're grateful for, or three things. Uh, focusing in the long term of the rate of return on what you're doing for your business goals. Create positive feelings towards others. Look for the lesson. Get around people who have an abundant mindset. Create win-win. And then declutter and organize your environment. That's self-explanatory. And we already talked about create positive anchors. So once again, that seems like a lot, but you're not, you're not doing all of them. That was just a quick recap. You're taking the two things or one thing from yesterday and using that as your focus area and then using the three R's. The homework will help really solidify how that looks. So make sure that you download that book to make sure you really dive into this work. Some of the things that you're going to be looking at in your homework is really just taking what we all talked about and learning what works for you. We're going to break this down into actionable steps. You're not going to be going trying to do all of these things. We're going to really narrow it down. But as you go through your homework, I want you to really ask yourself, what do you believe is possible? What do you believe is possible for you and your business? Because all of this work and leaning into an abundant mindset, I want you to realize that you have so much freaking potential and really tapping into that you get to create your limits or you get to be limitless. I'm going to say that again. You either create your limits or you choose to be limitless. But the only person that can decide that is you. And the only way that you can change this is by taking action to change it. So I want you to let go of timelines. I want you to let go of guilt. I want you to go let go of the shame of, of just, of can this go wrong? Will this go wrong? And I just want you to accept and be honest about what you want, okay? Don't let any of the, oh, buts, oh my goodness, you can't say that. Who are you to think, blah, blah, blah. Shut the noise out and really get clear. What do you want? I would really love to hear what you want so I can cheer you on and support you. Because a lot of people, they don't share their deep desires because it's easier to keep that inside instead of saying something and then the possibility of you not achieving it is just too hard to face. Let's debunk that. Let's just normalize asking for what you want. And if you don't get it right away, that's cool. You just keep trying. In my opinion, it's only failure if you don't start or if you quit. So it's really tapping into you get to create what you want and only you can create that. Okay, so focus on that one action that you're going to move forward and you're going to implement right away. 
and really make sure you tap into the homework. The homework today is really gonna force you to think outside the box and really tap into getting to know yourself and giving yourself that permission to say, yeah, I get to create what I want. Holy moly. Okay, that's a wrap. We are cluing up. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you tune in tomorrow to hear about how to handle the resistance that comes up when you start to make these changes in your life. Um, I dive into three strategies to really make sure that the changes you're making are met with acceptance and just to show you how to maximize and fast track your results. Because right now you might be excited and you're like, yes, I can do this. But sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes when you're trying to change the people around you will give you resistance. And I want to give you all the tools on how to deal with that so you're set up for success. So don't forget to tag me in a win or a gold nugget or something that just stuck with you today. Um, The more entries, the more chances you have to win prizes. I can't wait for tomorrow. It's going to be another goodie. And as always, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. And remember to keep it fun, keep it kind, and always keep it real. See you tomorrow for day three.